Welcome to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. I'm Jeremy Sheeran. My guest is John Gitlin, Senior Content Marketing Manager at Workado. John, it's great to have you on the show. Great to be here, Jeremy. Well, I'll just let our listeners know, we actually started recording and then there was some error message. So we're starting again. So John's being a good sport. And I'm going to ask you again, John, to, to tell us a little bit about Workado. And you can even see if you can say the same exact thing you said last time. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. But yeah, basically, Workado is like the enterprise version of Zapier. We help companies integrate their applications and build workflow automations that work across them. And this often applies to processes like employee onboarding, lead routing, and so on. Okay, very good. Thanks for telling me that again. And just like I asked you a moment ago, tell us about something that you've learned recently, something useful or interesting in your work. Somewhat recently, I started ghostwriting for a new kind of part-time employee. His name is Massimo Pezzini, and he's basically a thought leader in our space. And the whole experience has been great in the sense that I've been able to learn a ton from him. And, you know, as a content marketer, that's that's been amazing. I can apply all those learnings to past content I produce and make them better. But I can also use all this new insight I'm getting to inform the future content I, I put out. So that's been a really fun experience. Always good to be able to learn from a, a colleague, someone you're working with. What's something in particular that you've learned from him recently? Yeah, I mean, the he had a webinar. I guess it was one of his first ones for a company around the strategic benefits of integration and automation. And he introduced a whole like host of benefits that I didn't even realize, you know, applied to us. And I basically use a lot of those points he made in that webinar. And obviously I, I grossed wrote an article for him on that topic, but I also use that for like an SEO driven piece around the benefits of integration. So I added a lot of those benefits to that piece. And then I kind of got my wheels turning about another piece I could write about around that same topic. So. That's kind of an, an example that comes top of mind. That's great. And I think it, it kind of highlights like how, you know, learning from people you work with can be so valuable. Like that's hardly a revelation, but I think everyone kind of knows that. But often we just get so busy that it can be hard to take the time or find the time to act like sit down and, you know, learn stuff from somebody because most people have something they can share with you that you don't already know, you know? Oh, totally. And this person in particular, he has like decades of experience and he has like such an interesting perspective that it's hard to find that elsewhere. And, you know, I'm glad you, you brought up that example because I think that ties in nicely with our main topic today, which is writing content about things that you don't really know about, you know, that you don't already have a strong background in. And the main question is like, how do you, how do you learn enough? And how do you even know how much is enough to learn to be able to write something with enough authority, you know, and confidence that it's going to come across? Let, let me start right there. Um, one answer, obviously, is to find a person who can help educate you about that, whether it's in your company or maybe outside. So how do you find the right people to educate you on a particular subject that you don't know enough about yet to actually start writing? I think I'll, I'll share my story just because I think that might help. I work at a company that has a fairly technical product and to help educate our users and prospects, we actually have a product team that hosts webinars. And through these webinars, I actually discovered an individual who was particularly good at explaining technical concepts 
And so that was kind of like the light bulb went up and I was like, okay, this is the person I need to try to schedule some time with and see if he can help me as well for like the specific areas that I want to write about. So that's kind of what happened. And we had, you know, I reached out to him on Slack and said like, hey, like there's this X topic that I want to learn about. Would you mind just sitting down with me for 30 minutes and talking through it? And through that first meeting, I would say went really well. And that kind of became the impetus for us having these monthly sinks where I'm able to really drill down on all these different areas with him. So it sounds kind of like, you know, you did two simple things that really paid off. One, you just paid attention. You know, you, you actually watched or participated in the webinars that your company's doing and that you actually paid attention. And then once you noted like, oh, here's a guy who seems really good at explaining stuff to people like me, right? Who, you know, then you actually reached out and I'm assuming no one told you to do this. You just sort of took the initiative and reached out and he was like, yeah, sure. And next thing you know, you now have a really valuable source of information. So you paid attention and then you just simply reached out and look at all the value you got. Does that seem about right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think part of the reason why he agreed is because I don't think he gets this request from many people. And I, I think another reason why this, and I could talk about this more later, but another reason why this ended up being such a good subject matter expert for me is that he genuinely loves teaching people. I think he's going to end up writing a book like within a topic in our space. And he kind of sees this as an exciting experience for him to see if he can teach someone without a technical background, all these different areas. So it's like a two-way relationship. It's not just me gathering information. It's also for him to kind of refine his teaching. That makes a lot of sense, right? Because the essence of teaching is being able to break things down and explain them in a, in a way that, you know, anyone who's interested can really understand. And that's, so it sounds like you really hit on the right person, which I think is kind of a good point. I mean, there's probably a lot of people at Mercado or like at any company that are really smart and know a lot, but not all of those people will be equally good at explaining stuff to people who don't have the same level of knowledge that they do, right? That's right. And he's also, you know, this individual is also very patient. Like I don't have an anxiety around asking him like, quote unquote, stupid questions. I know that he'll kind of be empathetic to my situation. And that also helps a lot in terms of like my confidence to be able to ask questions. Good point, right? Because I can see how, you know, it could be intimidating or at least feel intimidating to reach out to someone who's like a bigwig or, you know, or for whatever reason, you just feel like, well, I don't want to bother them or I don't want to seem stupid. Like, I don't already know this, but you know, you clearly, I mean, before, did you know him before you initially reached out? I know who he was. He was, I mean, he is a fairly high up seasoned executive. I just knew who he was, but I didn't know him personally. Okay. So, I mean, you know, I think someone in your position could be intimidated to the point of like, well, you know, I'm, I don't want to do that. I just, it's, it's too intimidating, you know, like sort of, I, obviously you were not intimidated, but like, what gave you the sense that like, yeah, no, it's cool to reach out or, or did you feel any sense of like hesitation? I did feel hesitation, but I also, you know, I do, I do also have like some pride in terms of like the impact of my work. Like I know that this is like ultimately going to be really beneficial to the company. I know that like these conversations will yield like pieces of content that will do really well in search in our newsletters and so on. So, and that's actually, sorry, I'm kind of deviating here, but over time, I, I do kind of share the wins with him from our conversations. 
And I think that incentivizes them even more to have these conversations with me and kind of helps them understand like why we're having these conversations in the first place. So for example, we had a, a sync on this topic around point-to-point integration. So a specific kind of approach to integrating applications. And through that conversation, I ended up producing a piece of content that now ranks at the top of that search for point-to-point integration. And so I shared that screenshot with him and he was like, whoa, that's really cool. And like, I just think those like little wins go a long way in terms of encouraging us to keep doing this as well. Yeah, no doubt. Right. And and it sounds like a pretty smart move to share that with this guy that, you know, of course you want to share it with like other, your your colleagues on the marketing team will know about it and, and know what that means, but to share it with the higher up executive who who might not just discover it on his own. Right. I'm sure that's really validating for him to know like, oh, wow, like our, you know, his chat with you is is paying off in a pretty direct way. And so what now, you know, we were saying before that some people are better than others when it comes to explaining things. What makes this person good at it? It's hard to explain. So, I mean, he has so many like slide decks that he can go back to. So when we have these conversations, he has visuals kind of at the ready that he can present to me. And that just makes it a lot easier for me to understand. And also kind of, I, I do come into these meetings with him somewhat prepared. Like I do know exactly like the questions I want to ask, the information I need to get in order to create content that has a chance at ranking for those searches. And that's also like differentiated from what already ranks. So I think coming into these meetings with specific questions in mind, it, it does help him answer it. For example, I'll say, you know, not just like ask him, like, what is point to point integration? But I'll prompt it by saying, you know, here's what all these other sites are saying point to point integration is. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Is there an additional like layer of nuance that you would add? So I kind of also ask questions in a way that guides him rather than just keeping it super open ended. The more open ended the question, the answer will probably be broader and more open-ended as well. And you may or and it may or may not touch on the things that you kind of specifically need to know. And he might not know how to answer it. He's like, he's like, I can answer this in so many ways. <laughs> like, I'm not even sure which direction to go. Right. And, you know, I like that too, because you are asking for this person's time. And, you know, clearly they're, they're glad to give it, especially since they see that it's paying off. But still like that, to, to me, if someone, you know, asks me, can I, you know, can we chat? I, can you explain this thing to me? It's like a sign of respect if the person who who asked that has done some preparation, like done a little homework. And I think it's just in terms of your own personal branding in the company, right? It shows like, yeah, I'm I'm not only am I initiating this call to learn stuff, but I've actually gone the extra mile extra mile to learn what I could on my own so I can make my questions really pointed and specific. If I was in this person's shoes, I'd be pretty impressed, you know, and be all the more willing next time and the time after that to be like, oh, okay, this person's for real. They really want to learn. I'm even more motivated to give my time. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. You can see that I'm coming from a very like genuine place and that, yeah, like you said, this is definitely like a two-way street. What would be your advice for marketing teams, you know, that, that maybe are writing about something that's technical or whatever it is. And, you know, the people that are writing are not experts on the subject what are what would be your advice for those folks in terms of kind of you know going down the path that you went to and looking internally in the company for subject matter experts like what what's the what what are some of the you know most important things that you need to do in order to make that work well 
Yeah. So I think I got very lucky. I kind of found a jack of all trades and he's turned out to be extremely helpful. I think generally speaking, you're going to have subject matter experts in different areas. So it might be worth having, almost having like, you know, how you have like a, a freelance roster where you have writers who kind of maybe have a specialty in a certain area. You might need to have subject matter experts who have different specializations. I mean, it does come down to being a bit diligent internally. So again, like watching like internal, like these like product hour webinars or reading, you know, blog posts written by different employees or attending various calls and just kind of hearing people speak about different things. And it, over time, you'll kind of get a sense of who you should speak to. And these like first meetings that you have with them, where you maybe talk about one specific subject, it can be kind of like a trial run. You know, it worked out with me with this particular individual, but if it didn't, that's okay. I think you can use one or two meetings to get a sense of whether this is the right person or not. So yeah, I think, I think generally speaking, you might need kind of like a roster of different folks and you might need to kind of test drive it first. Right. Of course, it would depend on what, what it is you're trying to learn about and so on. And it just sounds like that sounds like good advice. And in some, in some sense, it's just, we'll just try it. And there's going to be a little bit of trial and error and like, don't get discouraged. If the first time you reach out to someone, it doesn't quite work out or whatever, just keep trying. Right. I mean, I, I would think that's probably an important part of it. Yeah. And once you find a few folks who are good and are really helpful, like they might also refer folks that end up being equally helpful. Like for example, this individual I've been talking about, there was one area he didn't, he perhaps wanted me to talk to someone else on the team about, and he referred me to this individual on this team. And this person was great, was like equally great at explaining things. And this is, once you find a few folks that are great, I think that can keep kind of feeding onto itself and you'll get referred to additional folks that are really useful. You know, it's interesting to me too, that this happened on your own initiative. And I think that's probably often how these things happen. You happen to check out somebody's talk or webinar or whatever, and you reach out. And, you know, maybe some companies have a more formalized system of connecting people with each other inside a company. But I think that can also be kind of hard to do, you know, and it's it, it might be a little more rare. But it certainly seems like given how much value you've gotten out of it, that that would be a good thing to do somehow, right? Like if you're a marketing leader make it easier for people on your team to connect with executives or just people in different departments to learn things. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think this is like a competitive differentiator for me in terms of like the content I'm able to produce. Like I'm not, you know, without these folks, I'm basically forced to read existing articles from our competitors and basically regurgitate what's already out there. So this is, this is really my ability to create something that's differentiated and way more valuable. So this is, honestly, this is like one of the most important things I've been able to do here at my company. Well, it sounds like a win all the way around. The, the fellow that's helping you out wins because he likes to teach and, he, and it can be a really useful exercise to have to explain things and break things down and he likes it. And the company wins because you produce better content, right, for, for marketing. And, the, and then you win because you're, you're producing really good work and, you know, that's good for your career. Right. And I also get to learn a lot in the process. Like, like, I think part of being a good content marketer is having an appetite for learning. It's almost like, you know, it's like a monthly educate, like a monthly class I'm taking. And it kind of gives me another way to kind of refine my knowledge and, and, and keep learning. So, so it's also fun. Hey, it's also fun. Right. Cherry on top. Right. 
or or actually maybe it's on a cherry on top. Maybe it's like that's actually kind of important. If you can, if if the way that you're learning is fun, then you're gonna even more want it. You're you're gonna want to do more of it, even more so. I guess that's a weird, that's an awkward way of putting it, but you know what I mean. It's enjoyable. Well, John, thanks for that, and thanks for a great discussion overall. I think you know your experience as you've described it is really interesting and clearly beneficial for you, and I think could benefit a lot of our listeners. So thanks a lot for sharing that. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.